Being fearless doesn't mean you have no fears. It means you're strong enough to face them. And when you are in a pursuit to transform your mind and body, to achieve something you have not reached before, there is fear. But facing those fears and getting out of your comfort zone brings on a whole new level of confidence. So welcome to the Fearless with Heather Martin podcast. I'm your host, Heather, and let's dive in. Welcome back to this week's episode. So I think this episode, a lot of people will find valuable because way less plateaus are inevitable. We're all going to experience them at some point. So today we're really, really going to talk about like discussing what a weight loss plateau is, what we need to ask ourselves so we can look at the data versus just getting like frustrated and doing it with our emotions, right? So sometimes when we have that data to look at, we can really take the emotion side out of it and then figure out, okay, what is my next step to keep progressing? So I'm not just like constantly spinning my wheels, constantly trying to do the same things or making these drastic changes. So first we got to ask ourselves, what is a weight loss plateau? Well, a weight loss plateau is when you stop seeing any progress in your weight loss journey, despite following a consistent you know, workout routine, you've been really consistent with your eating habits. And when I'm, when I say consistent, I don't mean like a hundred percent consistency, you know, but we, you know, we are human. There's going to be some errors that happen. We don't need to be a hundred percent consistent to see progress, but I will say that we do need to be like 85 to 90% consistent to, to really see results. So, you know, we can't give like a, a C plus effort or D, you know, if we're hitting things like 50 to 70%, maybe, you know, we're a little bit like more lax on the weekends or, you know, we're just not as consistent the whole time, but we're also expecting like A plus results. So we have to just be like really honest with ourselves in our consistency over long periods of time. So when we hit a weight loss plateau, we want to look at it as not just a week, because there's going to be weeks where definitely maybe things stall. You might even see a weight increase, and we'll go into that in a little bit. But like if it's been two or four weeks and you're like, I have been, you know, 80 to 90% consistent. I've been hitting my nutrition protocols. I've been getting my steps in. I've been doing my workouts. Like nothing is changing. And when we say nothing changes, right? Like we want to look at not just the scale because the scale is one piece of the puzzle. But, you know, maybe the scale doesn't move, but you haven't been tracking your measurements. Maybe you're not taking those progress photos. And so you're getting really frustrated with the scale, but maybe you lost an inch and you wouldn't have known that. Like, so you are making progress. And sometimes when we see ourselves like on the daily, like we can't see it as often if we're not taking those pictures and putting them side by side. Uh, I I take my progress photos and that's what I like to do. I'll like have an app where, you know, you can put them two together or three together. So that way you can really see like, oh, okay, because tr- I get frustrated too sometimes because on a, on a sustainable process, you're not going to see this like crazy rapid weight loss, but you're also not going to gain it back. So when you do it in a way that's sustainable, you're going to have to make sure like you're taking the pictures, you're taking the measurements, you're also looking at the scale. But if nothing's moved, right, you're like, okay, Heather, I, I'm at a plateau. It's been like two or four weeks. I'm really tr- like doing all the things that I need to do and nothing is budging. So 
we'll look at your consistency, but then we also want to look at like, are you, and this is if you're tracking your food. Now I'm not saying you have to track your food to see weight loss. Um, you know, I've done, I've lost weight without tracking. I've also tracked. I think tracking just really helped me understand a little bit more about being more flexible with my diet. Like when I wasn't tracking, I'm getting a little off topic here, but (laughs) that's pretty usual. Um, when I wasn't tracking and I was, but I was making very, like my eating choices were pretty strict. Um, I did not really allow myself like treats or processed foods or anything like that. Like it was, and I had very repeatable meals, but when I went back and like, after I had, my second child, I went back to tracking and it just allowed me to really see my food choices a lot more, allowed me to have a little bit more food freedom and like, oh, I could have cookies or I could have dessert. You know, I just really understood and had more awareness. So this is where if you are tracking, we first want to make sure we've been consistent and then like, hey, let's look at our food logs and see if we're actually tracking accurately. Are we, you know, are we just eyeballing stuff? Are we are we not using a scale? Um, are we maybe not putting in like the oils and the butters and the sauces that sometimes people forget? Because uh, sometimes I'll see food blogs and it'll be like, oh, I had chicken and a vegetable. And I'm like, okay, well, did you use like oil to make your chicken? Did you put butter in there? I'm like the, all that shit has calories too. So it's not just I ate a piece of plain chicken (laughs) and like a vegetable. Like I probably know that they're having more than that. So we got to make sure like, okay, we we're going to look at, do you use oil? Do you use butter? Did you use any dipping sauces? Oh, I had barbecue on my chicken. Okay. Well that's like, you know, a hundred calories or whatever that is like right there. And it might not seem, and I know you might be like, that's not that big of a deal. But if you do that all the time, like you could be going over like 300, 400 calories. Cause a lot of times it is our accuracy with tracking and it's just like human error and it's just learning how to make sure like, are we putting the creamer in, are we tracking the creamer or the sugars or all that stuff that we're also putting in our coffee? Is it not just coffee, but make sure we have everything included in there? Because if we don't, like I said, that that could be, you know, a three, 500 increase in calories on like the stuff throughout the day. And that could just be completely putting you out of your deficit and you're just in your maintenance calories. So we'll look at consistency. We're going to look at your accuracy of tracking. And if you're still like, nope, I'm, <laughs> it's been three or four weeks and I still haven't seen change in weight measurements or pictures. Yes, you're likely at a plateau and it's important to remember that plateaus are normal and and everyone's going to hit it at some point. Like when you first start your your weight loss journey, you'll lose some weight, drop and you're going to drop some calories if you've been, you know, if you're maintenance and you've been eating enough to start. However, over time, your metabolism adapts and and go in downward. So that old deficit becomes what your new maintenance level is. And you just are maintaining your weight instead of losing it. And this can be like really freaking frustrating, right? So we can't just like drop our calories one time or get, you know, this, these macro numbers online and think like, oh, that's what my numbers are going to be forever. No, there's going to be some adjustments that need to be made. And this is where you can like work with a coach too to like 
they can make those adjustments for you. They can also talk to you about like how you are doing like physically and mentally and maybe you need a diet break and plan these things very strategically for you. So it's not just, okay, these are the numbers I got online, but maybe I'm not making progress with these numbers because there's also a lot of other things that people may not consider when they're on their weight loss journey. So you're going to be left with, you know, a few options. So you can cut your calories further if you have enough to cut and you have enough to work with. Or if you're like at a point where you're like, I'm, you know, you're at a thousand calories or 1200 calories, like it might be a time to pull out of that deficit and in reverse diet. Um, We'll do a whole podcast on reverse dieting. Um, Another thing too, is sometimes when we give someone like more food and you know, I, you're probably like, this is going to be the opposite (laughs) of what I want to do, right? Like I need to cut my calories. I need to do more cardio. But sometimes when we give people more food, they will keep losing weight. And because how this works is like our energy balance. So everything is like an energy balance. So think of like a scale, right? And um, there's two sides of the scale. So if we're ex- like we're taking away energy versus what we're putting in, then that's going to go down. Otherwise, if we're doing the same, we're taking in the same amount of calories, energy as we're, you know, like using with our body, like in our movement and everything else we're doing, just like our body working and they're the same, then we're going to like the scale is going to be equal. So we're maintaining and the same thing with a surplus. So sometimes when we give it more food, then that person has way more energy and they actually their body starts working with them more and they're able You might not even notice these things, but like you might be like moving around more. You might be like your workouts are going to improve. Like you might be burning like more calories doing that. And it's because you have more food and more energy, but that's still going to keep you in a caloric deficit if your energy is going, you know, is still above the food that you're taking in. So just kind of know there's always like this little bit of, you know, balance and also like trial and error too. Like, think about this too. Like, so say someone has like a sedentary lifestyle and maybe they have a desk job and they get like an average of like three or 5,000 steps a day. Like they can't handle as many calories as someone who's getting like eight to 10,000 steps. Maybe they also like have kind of more of an active job and they're also working out three to five days a week. Like that person's going to need a lot more calories because they're spending more calories throughout the day. So we really got to look at, okay, what what is my energy balance? Like, what am I doing throughout the day? Is my life more sedentary? Like, I'm not going to be able to handle as much food as someone who's like moving around all day long because they're they're taking and man, why can't I think of this word? <laughs> they're um they are expending. Wow, that took me like two minutes to figure out what that word I was trying to use this entire podcast. Um, expending <laughs> more freaking energy. All right, good. I got that figured out. Okay, so what we can do, so you can like cut your calories further, that may work for a while, but you'll eventually end up with a very like unrealistic and very low calories to sustain, which is is where we see a lot of like hunger spikes or people are overindulging on the weekends. Um, They are decreasing in consistency and just adherence. Like it gets tougher and tougher. It's not easy to always stay in a deficit, especially if you've been in it you know, for more than like 16 weeks, like it gets tough. And so 
And and you might find yourself like not having as much consistency. You might find yourself going a little bit overboard on the weekends because you're restricting too much during the weekday. And so when the the adherence piece, uh, it's just not as we're not as adherent anymore. We're not hitting, you know, that 80 to 90 percent. It might be time to like get out of those calories Um, because, again, your body will eventually stop responding if you just like keep cutting, cutting, cutting calories like way too far. And so your next option is going to be to reverse diet. And this is often the missing link for long-term weight loss, especially for women. In a reverse diet, this is where you spend time building back up your metabolism. You're like upregulating your hormones and you're getting your body to just be more efficient and to build more, burn more calories. So again, it's not always like staying in a diet forever. There's going to reach a point where maybe you have seen you know, 10 pounds of weight loss and, or, um, you know, 10 or 20 pounds. And you're like, okay, I've reached a point where I can't go any farther in my calories. So I'm going to reverse diet. And then when my body is feeling optimal again, I'm going to go back into a diet. Um, so sometimes it takes more than like one fat loss phase. So just know that piece too, but we always review your consistency first, and then, uh, we'll kind of see where we're at there. And, and then you're tracking. So again, you're either, if you're at this plateau, those are the two things you want to look at. And then it's like, okay, do I want, like, can I go into dropping some more calories? Maybe I need to increase my calories a little bit to create more energy for myself, more movement. And then also it's like going into a reverse diet. So you have a couple different options when you do reach plateaus, but I'm going to go through here and just give you a list of like the exact ways or just a list of, I guess, ways you can break a plateau. So let me look here. Okay. I have about nine or 10. (laughs) Okay. So the first one is what we talked about. So these are going to be ways if you've hit a plateau and you're at two or four weeks, you've been consistent, you've been tracking your food accurately, you've been hitting your workouts, um, this is what you can do. So you can either increase your calories, take a diet break. So this is like a few days or a week, and you can just go back up to your maintenance calories. You're not like overindulging or going overboard. You're just like going back to your maintenance for a while. This can just help you physically uh, with upregulating also your hormones as well as just like mentally. Sometimes we just need a psychological, like mental break from the diet. And when we do that, then we can come back and have more like adherence to it. But if we're constantly like trying to fight it and fight it and we're not like being adherent, then it might be time to take a break. So the next one you can do is decrease your calories. So you can create a bigger deficit if you need, or like if you have more to work with, you can create a deeper deficit for yourself. The third one is to increase your water intake. Then you could also increase your fiber intake. You could also increase your sleep. So there's a lot of other factors to look at. Our sleep is really, really important on our weight loss journey. Are you recovering enough? The sixth one is increase your daily step count. So if you, you know, you're maybe you're at five or 6,000 steps, like go up to seven to eight, maybe you're at seven to eight, go up to 10 K steps. Uh, that's going to create a more 
energy expenditure. See, remember the word. <laughs> um, creating that when we're just increasing our steps, we can still keep our calories the same, but just increasing our step count. The next one, you can start lifting heavier. Try to create more intensity in your workouts. And then the eighth tip here is you can decrease your stress. So this one, I think I could do a whole podcast on. I probably will do a whole podcast on this. But um, so with stress, so it can sabotage your appetite. It can make you feel hungrier, which is going to like, you know, you're going to be grabbing more snacks more. Maybe you're not being as mindful because when we're like really stressed out, we're just like we're not really thinking about our food choices so much as much. Also, when we're stressed out and we're trying to like, remember, a calorie deficit is stress on our body. So if we have stress, if we're really stressed and it doesn't have to be anything like tragic, you know, it could just be how the person like can handle, like how much they can handle with their stress, you know, is a maybe they're doing a presentation and that's stressful. Like there's there's a lot of other things. It just doesn't have to be these huge, big, eventful things but just having like overall daily stress and maybe we just don't know how to manage it very well because when we do like when we're stressed out your body suppresses digestion so it can it like it wants to get ready for like that fight or flight mode and so it doesn't digest your food properly and you don't fully absorb the nutrients that you're going to be taking in so this can like lead to If you notice, maybe it's like constipation or stomach pains or acid reflux, um, lots of like bloating, diarrhea, you know, the opposite of constipation. But like these things can all be happening because, again, your stress signals are suppressing your digestion and everything stems from stress and inflammation like in your body. So just make sure that you have some like stress management techniques. This is going to be different for everyone. My personal one is just like going outside, getting in nature, going for a walk. Um, But we just want to make sure our body just like isn't in overdrive all the time. And then also with stress too, like this cortisol, which we, which is kind of considered, which is considered, I should say kind of the stress hormone, but cortisol stimulates fat and carbohydrate in the metabolism for fast energy. And this also stimulates insulin release and maintenance of blood sugar levels. And the end result of these actions can be an increase in appetite, like we talked about um, earlier, and can cause more cravings. So if for sweets or for high fats or for like salty food. So elevated cortisol levels, like if we're really stressed out, also your body is going to produce less testosterone. And so when we have less testosterone, This leads to decrease in muscle mass or it's just really, really hard for us to build muscle and like the less testosterone to like build this muscle mass, especially if you're in like a strength training program, um, that's going to like decrease and have like, you're not going to be able to like be burning as many calories because muscle mass, the more muscle we have in our body that helps us with our metabolic rate. And so if we're unable to put on muscle mass or it's actually like, you know, decreasing it because we're so stressed out, then that's going to play a role in like how many calories you're also just like burning throughout your day. So kind of look at all those, all those things of like, okay, maybe I'm in this deficit, but I am, I am like, maybe I need some more sleep. You know, you could even do like an extra rest day too. So we don't want to be working out, you know, six, seven days a week. Like we need your body, the recovery 
part is where you are going to be building muscles. So we need to make sure like you are taking enough time and rest and recovery, and then you're going to be able to just perform better in your workouts as well. The other part I was going to say here too, just with stress and this is what I was like, I think I could do a whole podcast on this, Um, but elevated stress. So that tends cortisol, that hormone. So it's going to affect like where we store our body fat. And so when we have high levels of cortisol, like we tend to store that in our abdomen area. So if you like hold fat around your belly, kind of ask yourself, like, do you have just like a lot going on? Do you take time for yourselves? Do you make yourself like a priority? And just making sure that you have, again, just some stress management techniques, because we want to make sure that our cortisol levels are at a healthy spot. <laughs> and the last one is if you are not already, if we if you don't already use a food scale, this one's just going to help you with even more accuracy than if you're tracking your food and you're kind of just like eyeballing it. And so, again, that's just going to give you more accuracy, which might impact like the calories or like you knowing if you're actually in a deficit or not. All right. Awesome. So I feel we covered a lot about weight loss plateaus. And as you know, my DMs are always open over on Instagram. If you have any further questions on this topic or just in any other topic in general. Um, But if you found this episode helpful and you would really appreciate it if you left it a review that helps a ton. And also, if you feel you would like to share this with um, a friend or family member, I'd appreciate it. So thanks as always for tuning in and I will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and found it valuable. If you feel inclined, please share this episode with someone you know that will benefit. Additionally, I would love to have you in my free Facebook group. If you are someone who is looking to reboot your metabolism, shed some unwanted body fat, build muscle, or have a healthier relationship with food, there is so much free value in there. You will greatly benefit from it. Head to the link in the show notes to get more information.